This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. The French teacher, composer, and conductor, Nadia Boulanger, bestowed upon the world this quote, Nothing is better than music. When it takes us out of time, it has done more for us than we have the right to hope for. There are many composers who have taken us out of our sense of time, that have transported us to a sense of eternity that entice us to linger there, that calms our souls, but at the same time can stir up our passion so we are reminded of how complex the mysteries of life and love actually are. Richard Strauss, Sergei Rachmaninoff, Olivier Messiaen, Gustav Mahler, these composers take us to a deeper world within ourselves. And in the arena of film music, Thomas Newman, John Williams, and Bernard Herrmann can wind our imaginations around the visual into a sense of wonder. But what about those composers who are behind the eight ball of creativity on behalf of other artists? I'll call them the Melody Meisters. Well, my guest today is one of those composers. He is a songwriter, producer, arranger, conductor, and pianist, who is the composing power behind performers such as Celine Dion, The Weeknd, and Miley Cyrus. Stefan Machio is a composer well rewarded for his gifts, with three Grammy nominations and an Academy Award nomination for his work co-writing The Weeknd's seven times platinum, Earned It, from Fifty Shades of Grey. Plus, he retains the fine honor of having composed the theme song for the Vancouver Winter Olympics in 2010. But now, he is making the decision to return to his classical training, to stand alone and shine with his melodies rather than lingering behind the singers and the orchestras. Preceding the pandemic came his issue of Tales of Solace, and now on October 15th, Decca Records is releasing Lionheart. Stefan Machio's return to exploring his classical roots on the piano, with 14 elegantly arranged tracks that define him as the melody meister that he is, this time for himself and his legacy. Stefan Machio, welcome to Center Stage. It is really a pleasure to have you here. Pamela, wow, what an intro. I have to bring you on the road with me. Oh, okay. And, uh, you're going to be, you're going to introduce me to every concert. I love that. Okay, we're, we're, we're going to put um, a star by the show right now. Thank you very much. Um, I'm willing to join very, you. Uh, just a, a very thoughtful intro, and, uh, and there's a handful of names. I, w- I mean, starting with Nadia Boulanger, mm. who... Um, my my teacher studied with Nadia and Olivier Olivia uh, Olivia Messiaen in France and and so it's, it was so wonderful to hear their names and wow. of course one of my favorite composers my my favorite film composer would be Thomas Newman right now um, mm. so it's brilliant anyhow I so just want you- to say thank you for. Those beautiful words. Well, thank you. Thank you. You are most welcome. And, you know, I've got to tell you, the Six Degrees of Separation, my favorite composer, as as Bob Small, my engineer here, knows all too well, is Thomas Newman. And I think I, I really want to go out of this world, wow. not, w- not with Mahler, but I want to go out with um, um, uh, Meet Joe Black. I, uh, oh, my God. Ah, da, 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 da. Yes, da, da. I know the scene really well. Oh my gosh! With, 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 like with, where uh, Anthony Hopkins starts off, he goes, "Yes, 
Yes. <laughs> You're so right. And at the end, when they walk off together and the horns come up and I'm oh. telling you the, oh, oh my gosh, I, 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 I guess I get transported no. immediately. Oh, wow. I love, uh, we're two peas in a pod that way. I mean, <laughs> Tom, Thomas, um, I mean, this is a weird fact. We share the same birthday, but also his, one of his original orchestras as well is an October 20th baby. So the three of us huh. happen to be, um, but backing it up and I'm, you know, I, I, I'm digressing right now, but Thomas uh, was heavily influenced by Rayvon Williams, my favorite, one of my favorite English composers. Mm-hmm. And um, it was also an October baby. I don't there may be something in the stars or mm-hmm. the alignment of, of the month of October, which we're heading into. However, Thomas is a uh, hands down, my favorite living film composer. I mean, John Williams as well as a legend, oh, of yeah. course. And there's a handful of others like Alexander Desplat. Oh yes. And Johan oh, Johansson, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago, but, uh, but Thomas is just, everything always feels just soulful, emotional, and modern, if that makes any sense. And it's the way he's, he uses his voicings. Um, That's right. As a matter of fact, I'm influenced a lot by that pedigree uh, on my piano. My piano voices are heavily influenced by, by Newman um, and, uh, and Rayvon Williams as well at the piano. So This uh, is incredible. But yeah, I'm here to talk. What an awakening <laughs> we're having. On. And so are you telling me that you're a Libran as well? I am. Oh, well, am, so am I. I. Well, there, well, there you go. What's the, what, what day are you born? September 28th. And so... Okay, so, well, oh, that's next week. Congratulations. Well, <laughs> that's I'll right. call you on that day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. We're all under the same star. And, and, and I love your star. I, I think that you, you have something so special you're imparting to us. And more importantly, you know, as a musician myself, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, you've had this fantastic career writing songs. Um, and I know how hard it is in, in the very competitive world of songwriting for the celebrities and now you're deciding to take a step back so and was that's a, yes that's a great segue um that was probably the genesis and um my raison d'etre for coming back to or returning back to the piano um as you mentioned uh in your introduction one of my greatest accomplishments i'm most proud of is the fact that i had the honor at a you know relatively young age writing and composing the theme for the Vancouver Olympics um, as a Canadian, and uh, yes, I've written uh, a plethora of hit songs, and, and it's been incredible, and it's been what it's been a blessing to to be part of that journey. But <clears throat> also writing in the pop music world, the politics of it just isn't for me. You know mm-hmm. how many I've written a handful, you know enough hit songs. How many do you need to write? And really, my roots are in classical music. I mean, I studied. I started studying at the age of three at the conservatory. So in 2018, I was working on a, uh, Celine Dion's last big pop album called Courage, and I co-wrote that song and produced it and uh, produced a lot of that album, as a matter of fact, because Celine and I go back, and uh, she's lovely. Mm. I was sitting on the floor uh, with the orchestra at Air Studios in London, England, which is, again, a, a, an honor even these days to even have a budget to to record orchestra and pop music. So I came back to my hotel room. Um, speaking of Rayvon Williams, uh, BBC Radio 3, I think, was uh, the classical radio station was performing classical music. And, and I just I had a cathartic moment uh, in 2018 in November in London. I'm a Canadian living in Los Angeles. And um, you know, every, everything and anything is possible in this town in L.A. But it also doesn't fit with my um, Canadian heritage if that makes any sense mm-hmm. and the sort of upbringing i had in the classical world and i had that sort of when madonna 
claims she was in Yankee Stadium. She says I was going to become one of the biggest superstars. I said to myself in that hotel room in 2018, I need to come back to the piano. I believe I can make a dent in this lane and come back to my roots. Mm. Enough with the enough with the pop music. And definitely, uh, I'm on sabbatical from it. I mean, you know, I'm, I have no desire to go back to it right now. And I wanted to just kind of come back to making music for the right reasons. And what was the dri- the driving forces in my life at that time? Where it was, you know, I had big life here in L.A., you know, family, and, and just trying to balance everything and success. And just some of my best work wasn't getting published. It was being published, excuse me, but it wasn't being heard. And you really can only make a living these days as a pop producer if you have radio hits mm-hmm. or in the live idiom. And, you know, I'm a live performer, but, you know, for my piano music, and I can't control what The Weeknd or Celine Dion is going to release of my music. And... um for the amount of time and energy I was putting into it, I just wasn't getting the emotional return back. So uh, I just made a conscious decision to sort of say, I'm going to come back to music for the right, right reasons. Mm-hmm. Why I got into it in the first place. I never came to music to make money. I came music. I came to music because I needed it. Uh, I came from a musical family and it moved me and it kept me out of trouble. And it was my, my muse in a lot of ways, yeah. you know, my therapy. And um, it was one of the best decisions I've made. Um, you know, here we are now, uh, two and a half years, three and a half years later, um, with my last album, Tales of Solace, having streamed, I think, over 250 million streams globally last year, which is amazing for a piano album. Um, but it just means that, as we were talking about the connection with, with say, a pandemic, a global pandemic, mm-hmm. I was feeling the, ne- the necessity to come back to a simpler world, a simpler life, just reduction, reduction, reduction. Remove the unnecessary is what I, I try to do all the time because, you know, we're so busy. I'm a parent as well. I'm 48 years old. Um, I want to I, I want to be there as much as possible for my kids. And yet I still have lots, of, lots of art and lots of music and melodies to put out to the world. So I thought maybe the best way to do it is just to kind of come back to the instrument that I started on as a child and just strip it right down and create instrumental uh, pieces, if you will, that would just sort of like just fill the heart and your soul. And they're very introspective. And as we circle back to film music with Thomas Newman, who writes beautiful introspective music, um, I wanted to just write similar kind of music on the piano and, you know, create an experience for my listener, my fans that that they can, it's like giving them time back. So that's why in a lot of ways your, your, your introduction was so eloquent. Mm. It's exactly what I'm after. I want to give, I want to give people, that 52 minutes of my collection of songs on an, uh, per album, that 52 minutes of just peace and solace and just the ability to hear yourself think, kind of come back to your own um, self. Wow. And because I lost myself in L.A. for a few years, and I just you know, got caught trap of always trying to write the next hit, and I did it. Mm-hmm. And I did it well, but it got tired really fast. And, and now I'm doing the piano music thing, exclusively and i know to do things well you have to be all in or all out and i'm all in i just i've, I've you know produced a lot of elements for my personal life i've just just taken just not working with other artists right now it just makes no sense i just want to devote myself to bringing solace and bringing bringing beautiful instrumental melodies to the world so there's my story but wow. i will say that with the pandemic i'm sorry i'm talking so much here there was a beautiful storm a collision of the world realizing that we wanted and needed to be simpler as well. A mm-hmm. lot of us realize that we don't need half the stuff that we're living with throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And my music 
was released literally weeks after the world shut down. I had recorded that album well before. Isn't that interesting? The pandemic occurred. So it, a bit of timing took it took place there, and so, and I think that you know all of a sudden people realize, okay, great, and I got the right playlist uh, on the platforms, and next thing you know, I'm streaming a million hits a day, and it, which means something's going well. That's right. I mean, some some pop songs don't stream that much, so it means that we need that people need this kind of this quiet and silence in their lives. I think we need the soul language. I mean, you know, you, you've put aside the pop singer, you know, the, this comp- competitive Correct. side, which is so unnecessary, really. And you stayed with your own soul, which means you've had Correct. a major transformative experience, really, to make a decision like that. I mean, you know, and, you know, it's true. If we stay with our passion, if we live with our bliss, as Joseph Campbell always said, we will find the right focus. It will all be laid out in front of us. A hundred percent. I mean, if we find we stay with our bliss, it's, um, I read something powerful just a few days ago on Instagram of all places, but uh, underscore dash N-I-T-C-H, a beautiful gallery that I follow. It's all an artist. And it was Frank Lloyd Wright, the great American architect, mm. who was quoted as saying, we are no longer truly simple. We no longer live in simple terms or places. And keep in mind, this was probably 50 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. He says, he goes on to say that life is a more complex struggle now. It is more valiant to be simple, a courageous thing mm-hmm. to even want to be simple. It is a spiritual thing to comprehend what simplicity means. And that whole thing sums up my creed right now. Just, mm-hmm. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just don't need no fuss and muss. You know, when I go into my studio now, which I've moved out from my fancy Santa Monica studio, in LA and you know the, the, the pandemic forced everybody to shut down for a minute I, I just kind of brought it down to just my I have a handful of pianos but I wanted to come back to an upright sound on, the, on these last albums because they're very intimate it's not to say that you know I won't go back to the grand piano I have a beautiful beautiful concert grand that's uh, that I have but but the upright sound with this velvety sound over the over the soundboard has created this sort of intimate um, sonic palette that I'm now known for um, in the streaming world. Because, yes, yes, the texture of your music, that's really interesting about the upright. And I know the pictures I've seen of you literally laying across your piano. I, I adore that. There's an intimacy <laughs> that you've just summed it up so well. Well, Stefan Machio, we, we have to hear one of your pieces of music right now. Um, I, I would love it if we could hear Le Jardin de Monsieur Monet. Is there, is there anything you would like to say personally about this piece? I, there's, I mean, it. When I wrote that piece, I it just felt it was a, it was influenced by my impressionistic influences from from Debussy, from Satie, hmm. Ravel, the French sound, and of course um, Claude Monet has a beautiful garden, Givenchy in France, and and I when I wrote that particular piece of music, I had a, I collect I love the Tashin art books and coffee table books, and I had the book on impressionism, opened up to his garden. And, oh, and um, it spoke to you. Piece has this very floral for me, and I, and I hope that everyone interprets it in their own way. It's not, you know, it's just my interpretation was that, and when I was writing the piece, I just thought of just um, the youthfulness uh, and the innocence of of, uh, of a, just a beautiful garden. I, I was craving it, I, I believe, because we are, for better or for worse, we are. Um, evolving into a new world again 
this, we're in a renaissance as we mm-hmm. learn how to live with this pandemic. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of tension and, and there's been a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of negative, there's a lot of been a lot of positives come from it as well. That's right. And, and, and um, this piece for me just feels a bit like a, a bit of a rebirth. Well, so, this is fantastic. Let's hear the rebirth with Stefan Machio. This is Pamela Kuhn on center stage with Pamela Kuhn, and I'm speaking to composer and songwriter Stefan Machio. Stefan, that is so beautiful, and and I just I just have to say, you know, in my own work uh, as a singer and with my my singing students, I speak a lot about the space between the notes. Um, is is I just feel with you that there's so much going on in the space between the notes. I mean, it's it's just speaking to me. So is this where you're at right now? I mean, perhaps that's more important than the very obvious pop song hit. It is. It's, again, you couldn't have said any better. I, I, I pride myself on the space between the notes. It's, um, I spend a lot of time... I made a conscious decision when I first started putting out albums, uh, piano albums, um, 15 years ago in Canada, and that, that I, again, I was I was feeling the need that I needed a, a chill album, one to just read to, or you know, concentrate to, or do nothing to, or cook to, whatever you wanted to do, and mm-hmm. it just didn't get in your way. But and if you chose to listen to it, it will also enlighten you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but I spend a lot of time. My thing is is just is is just giving making sure that I'm, uh, my touch is and the space that i give in between those notes allows people to just feel comfortable and they know that i'm in command of it i i can play in virtuosic fashion but it, those albums we have we have long long we have incredible pianists out mm-hmm. there who are doing it and I, I I didn't need another album like that in my life. Okay. I, I, if I wanted, I, I I literally I'm a huge fan of Long Long. I'm a huge fan of some of the great piano players, the pianists in the world. And I said I I, I wanted I want to give an experience to people so that when they put it in. I mean, you and I come from a day. Of, let me rewind here for a sec. We come from a day of when we would listen to CDs, for example. We'd mm-hmm. buy CDs, and mm-hmm. I was big on film soundtracks. And Thomas Newman's a brilliant example. For example, back to his score for How to Make an American Quilt, Shawshank Redemption, um, some of his great film scores. And every once in a while, there'd be a source music, a piece of music on that CD. That was beautiful. It was a 1950s piece, 1960s piece that was used in the film, but it would interrupt the flow. Mm-hmm. It would interrupt the flow of hmm. the beautiful, meditative, uh, tranquil, uh, introspective score of Thomas Newman that I used a lot as a student to, to study to back you know, when I was 20-something years old in university. And I, you know, we didn't have the 
We didn't have the opportunity back then to create and curate playlists as we do now on Spotify and Correct. Apple and Deezer and Amazon and all those mm-hmm. platforms. So now if we, if we just want music that flows, there are people who do that for you, or you could just create your own playlist, which is brilliant, which is amazing. That's one of the gifts of, of streaming. But so, but I, I, was, I always stood behind that decision to sort of say, I'm going to make uh, peaceful, quiet records uh, for people and really concentrate on that space um, in between wow. note to note. I love and this. I didn't. I love this. Uh, you sometimes listen to a performer who maybe is an amateur, and sometimes you don't feel as confident in mm-hmm. their. Mm-hmm. In a, you know, it could be anything from a singer to a guitar player to a, you know to a, a, a drummer to to a pianist. Um, but you know, like I said, I'm 48. I've been at this instrument since I was three and a half, so it's it's 45 years already, and I, I feel like I'm you know I'm lucky. I've barely lived half my life, but it's but I, I can honestly say the last 15, 20 years I've been aware how important it is to sort of just breathe. And, you know. <laughs> Haven't you just said it? My gosh. Yeah. So so here's here's another here's another example of our six degrees of separation. I, I've read somewhere that you're actually a synesthete. In other words, you have the ability to make a rather profound well? correlation between colors and musical notes, and yes, I am. And we wow. we join, you know, famous company with David Hockney and Duke Ellington and Richard Wagner. When I listen to your music, it is so filled with color. I, we get we get the texture. We definitely we get the color, the the greens and the blues jumping out to me. You know the vis, the vision of of Debussy. You. you know, and uh, in the piece we just played is is marvelous. So how does that affect you as as a composer, being a synesthete? Tre- tremendously does. Um, you know, I think it's a love hate relationship with me. I I didn't realize. I just assumed everybody did. I had it. And when I realized it was an actual anesthesia, I thought when I heard and read more about it, uh, I don't know, some 30 plus years ago, I said, wow, that's exactly me. I was, Tori Amos has it as well as a, as a pop musician. Mm. And, and well, she's, 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 a class, she's classically trained as well. And um, mm. I heard her, read an article with her talking about it. And I said, wow, that's exactly me. And uh, I, for me, for example, like C major is yellow, A is red. You know, I think keys vary person to person, but yeah. I see colors when I hear keys. And even when I write a song, for example, let's just take it when I write a song for the weekend or, or Celine Dion, the key selection for me and the tempo, we're talking, we were talking about space a second ago and, and time. Well, that's, I believe that's part of the secret ingredient to my success as a pop producer is that I have to make sure that the tempo is, feels great in a mm. song. Uh, when I'm producing it, I also have to make sure that I'm highlighting that artist's voice the best possible way by choosing the best possible key. Wow. So in, in doing that, um, the whole process of choosing colors has um, it affects me all the time. It affects just the way I sequence an album, for example. Even though I know that, as I mentioned, we, we, we pull pieces and we curate our own playlist now, but my true fan knows that I spend time on Tales of Solace, uh, you know, the sequence of songs, because the way that I order the keys, it's like going from one color to another. That's right. And uh, mm-hmm. It's so I, profound. I, Programming I, like yeah, that is so important. It's so important. I mean, for me, it is. I don't want to I don't, don't bore people as I talk about it, but I, I try not to talk about it too, too much. But I do know that when people listen to my body of work, my piano music, because it's the purest thing to my soul, they they just feel like that there's something really right about yeah. that and yeah. and I can honestly say I I I, 
I, like Quest, is, it makes things sound so simple and elegant. And it's, it's a lot of work to make things sound so simple and elegant. But. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Okay, this whole this whole interview is blowing my mind right now. I'm I'm loving this, Stefan. I have to no, say, as I am. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the paradox now, and and as often there is paradox in great art. So you're becoming inner you're, this transformative quality, but yet you've named this CD Lionheart. Why the title? Hmm. I've. Uh gone through a lot of changes in my life you know um and and you know like i said i'm halfway through it now if i'm lucky and i've come to a point where i i don't care what people think in terms of their and that doesn't mean um i just don't i i, I can I, i'm not affected by I'm not affected by people's opinions anymore, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. whereas I used to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's necessary to be strong mm-hmm. and have your own perspective yep. and your own point of view. And, you know, when I was looking for titles that would best represent this album, uh, you know, there was a particular piece, the piece that's actually called Lionheart had a very noble uh, sense and had, uh, and I was looking for another word for knight, the word knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, mm-hmm. as in knight in shining armor. And it was Joan of Arc that I came across at first. I said, well, you know, Joan of Arc is, happens to be the name of my grandmother in French. And I said, would it be cool to name a piece after a female knight? And then I looked closer, and I think the word lion-hearted came through. Mm-hmm. And if you look it up, lion-hearted means bravery and determination. And it just kind of summed up where I am where you are in my life right now. And, and that's how I, I stumbled upon the title. Okay, so here's one for you. My last name, Kuhn, in German, means yes. courageous and bold. So oh, there you go. We're, I'm We're definitely going on the road with you. There's, there's no we, question. We, we are. And yes. so here's the most important question I have for you. Will you write me a song, Stefan? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do it. I think we're destined. I, I, oh, I have to say, I have to say, this has been the most illuminating interview. I, wow, you are really something special to be so close to the ground. You, you are snuffling out that which is truthful and honest, that thing we all look for in music, and and you're revealing it to us, and you're helping us along the way in this, these COVID crazy times. But yet you've found the silver lining, Stefan. It's it's very okay. exciting. Uh, I, I find, yeah, it's taken me a long time, believe it or not. It's like I've come full circle, but I think life is that way. If, if you're mm-hmm. if you're willing to just you know realize that you're just sometimes chasing the wrong thing, Ugh. and just kind of uh, just accept that. Okay. Um, I knew I'd come back. I just didn't know when, and I just I, you know, my line was drawn, and you know, like I said, 2018, and here we are. And, and here we are. This feels very right. It and, does um, indeed, and. Our time is up, Stefan. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> we we need to be going on forever, as Nadia Boulanger suggested. But I want to thank you, Stefan Machio, for sharing the space between the notes with us. Wow, what a transformative interview this has been. Thank you so much for being on I Center really Stage. I appreciate all your words and your, your thoughtfulness. Thank you, Pamela. Anytime, anytime. Okay. Everyone, stay safe out there. Please seek out Stefan Machio's music, and please visit my website, Center Stage, with PamelaKuhn.com. Stay safe, stay well. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage.